1: information contained on this platform represents the opinion of the host and shall not be
2: understood construed as or a substitute for medical or health advice please see a health professional who is aware of the facts and circumstances of your individual situation
3: It's the Black Health 365 Podcast, and we are here to make sure you look good on the outside and even better on the inside.
4: After all, looking good, feeling good, and living a healthy lifestyle 365 days of the year should be a daily choice.
3: Here at the Black Health 365 Podcast, we will address the health care disparities within the Black community
4: with trusted voices and information.
3: To empower a healthy lifestyle. Ain't that right, Britt? I'm talking about mind, body,
4: and soul. What's good, 365ers? My name is Britt Daniels, your Fit Life Coach, Yogi and Entrepreneur, and this is the Black Health 365. As y'all know, it's our mission to be champions of truth and change by providing y'all with personalized healthcare information and resources from trusted professionals. We are here to empower the black community to make healthier choices all year long. I'm happy to be joined by my beautiful co-host.
3: First and foremost, Britt, I felt that in my spirit. You was like, oh, you're long. I felt that. Okay. <laughs> but 365ers, greetings and salutations, to Jackie Page, radio personality and... Uh, Fitness coach, and we want to welcome you to the Black Health 365 podcast. I'm really excited about today's conversation. This is something that affects a lot of Black people, both women and men. So, really excited to get into this. Um, Britt, how you doing?
4: I'm good, Jackie. I appreciate that we have these check-ins. Um, before I get into what's going on in my life, I think it's a good time just to set up the conversation with our guests today. I'm really excited to speak with them.
3: Yes, yes. So we will be talking to. Um, husband and wife, Blair and Jasmine Matthew, um, they have had their own firsthand experience with the struggles of getting pregnant. So uh fertility, infertility, and all that type of stuff, which actually led to the founding of a digital um, fertility clinic that provides streamlined assistance for those looking to expand their family called Zuri Fertility. Blair, Jasmine, how are you guys doing today?
1: Great, great. How are you? Good, Good,
3: good, good. So um, as Britt kind of mentioned earlier, um, you know, we wanted to kind of set up how things were going to go today. And one of the things like we'd like to do to set things up is check-ins. we like to check in and see how people are doing both physically, spiritually, and mentally. So um, Blair, Jasmine, how are you doing today?
1: Good. We're, we're doing good overall. Um, I think we have two uh, toddlers and we're doing some like home renovation. So I think <laughs> overall we're, we're doing good. <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, as best you can do with dealing with Chicago traffic that and uh, rush hour. So, you know, yeah, the fun times of the day.
3: Mm-hmm. I'm like toddlers, renovations and Chicago. I'm surprised you guys aren't like pulling out your hair right now. It just seems <laughs> like a lot. We're
1: <laughs> yeah, taking a nap, you yeah, know?
4: um, yeah, so that's beautiful. I think that's a testament to your partnership and support um jack, <laughs> Jackie, how are you feeling?
3: I'm actually feeling pretty okay. Um, Was feeling a little under the weather, like I was getting a head cold. Um, I have really bad, and we've talked about this before um, here with the 365ers, I have really bad sinuses and allergies. So whenever there is a change in season, um, my allergies will kick my sinuses. So
1: the head cold
3: will start coming. So. Earlier in the week, um, I felt like a head cold was trying to come. And it's so funny because it's just the head. The rest of my body feels fine. Like, I'm like, blah, 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 But my head is like, blah, blah, Um, so, Yeah. Um, so definitely was, you know, fighting that earlier this week. But today is probably the first day where I feel, I'm not going to say 100%. I'll say I'm feeling at like 90%. So feeling a lot better. So Britt, how are you doing?
4: I'm glad you're physically feeling better. I know that can affect so many other parts of your life. You being a, p- a personality on the radio and TV. So I'm glad you like starting to tighten up. Um, I think a theme for me on the last couple of check ins is just how abundant everything has been for me and my business and life. And I just am in a position of appreciation for it. I set a contract with myself at the beginning of the summer that I'm going to grind, I'm going to go hard. And now I'm coming to the end of that season as I'm transitioning into more softness, got vacations planned with uh, the love of my life. <laughs> yeah. And so um yeah, just preparing for that. Just tightening up on some things, been doing a lot of community events for the community and um I'm um, just tr- excited for the next transition. So um, really excited to get into this conversation, Jackie. Uh, we we were reading an article. I feel like I'm over talking right now, and that's kind of a transition to the article we're about to talk about. Um, it's always these health articles. after like some are really on point. Some are super salient to what's going on in the community, and some articles are like, is that just a hook to get people to to read? <laughs> like <laughs> <This> article-
3: <laughs> to that point, it. not to cut you off, but I feel like, like you said, some articles are just over-talking, like you're just over-sharing too much information. Britt, go ahead before I have to,
1: because Uta.
4: You're, I mean, you already gave the title. Um, you know, it was an article that was saying people who over-talk have mental health issues. And that's pretty much how it was presented. And I believe that can be damaging. And this was from The New York Times, am I correct?
3: Uh, Washington Post.
4: Uh, correction. This was from The Washington Post. And I believe articles like that can be um, can be damaging just the positioning of the language and how people identify um, with mental health. Um, I'll let you speak a little bit more on it before I give some more of my thoughts and I'll be interested in Blair and Jasmine's uh,
3: Um Yeah, so as a radio personality, that's what I get paid for. I get paid to talk, I get paid to overshare because that's what people want from me. So one, like you said, the, the lead in was, to be completely honest, I feel like it was a terrible lead in. It was very, um, you know, hook driven, which it did what it was supposed to do. But um, actually reading through the article, I don't feel like it gave a lot of there were a lot of missing pieces to it. I mean, I, I understand some points, um, but I don't feel like all the points that were made were valid um, or or thorough. So I don't want an article like this to, again, understand why they why they did it. But what I don't want to ha- happen is this article continues to grow and continues to um gather steam. And what happens is, um, there is a stereotype or a, um, there's a stereotype around people who talk too much or, you know, people who overshare that, Hey, if you overshare, you have to mental, you have a mental health issue when that is not the case. And then you have people who may actually have a mental health issue who may not want to share and may not want to talk because of this. I just feel so many different ways about this. Blair, Jasmine, how do you feel?
1: Um, So I'll I'll just chime in first. As a medical professional, I'm a physician assistant by trade. Um, That's not my specialty, but just to lump people into one category, like medicine is not black and white at all. Um, So you don't go off of symptoms that way. You don't go off of treatment that way. So you can tell probably whoever wrote the article doesn't have any medical, like professional medical training at all. So...
2: Yeah, I haven't read the article, but I'm empathetic to anyone who might be feeling a type of way, uh, especially for those of us who like to talk a lot. Right. Um, I certainly like to share, but I also like to keep a lot of things private. Um, One of those things being what we're going to talk about in, in the future and later. Right. It took a while for me to start sharing a story about my wife and I and our struggles to get pregnant. But. You know, other than that, I'm typically the type of personality um, as I was with my colleagues in law school or anyone, you know, when I was at Howard, just liking to talk and get to know people. I feel like that's how you genuinely get to share about yourself and open up and get to know much more about everyone else who's around you, right?
4: Absolutely. You know, this is the, the Black Health 365 and, and Black people as a community. We already have a stigma against expressing ourselves, especially when it comes to mental health. For an article like this, it can be particularly damaging to someone who in me talking from the yoga tradition has a closed throat chakra. (laughs) And so I would be um, I would be remiss to promote this type of article to somebody, Um, even though there are some points. Yes, we get when we get anxious, we talk a little bit more. I personally have ADHD. I would I would describe myself as non neurotypical. Um, And sometimes I do talk more, but um, that's also cultural, too. And so this is just a very um, unfortunate article to read. But um, going to what you just expressed, how for a while you said that you didn't think you would express um, what you and your wife have gone through. And um, I think that's a good transition to our Dharma talk for today. A Dharma talk essentially is a small, you can say it's a sermon, but it's a small uh, affirmation to just set the tone for the conversation. It comes from the Eastern tradition. And today's Dharma talk is about living beyond yourself. Um, When you have a purpose that is beyond yourself, it creates all of this energy and um, that energy can help enhance the community when we think outside of ourselves. And a lot of times those purposes may come from our experience, but it transcends beyond and is powerful. I just want to say what both of you are doing. Um, And I'm just grateful to have this conversation and and talk about it so that we can educate the community. Let's get into it.
3: yeah, we we'll completely have to agree with Britt on this, um, how you use, you know, your trials and what you went through to help others. So with that being said, um, you know, can you tell us a little bit about your story um, and um, your journey with infertility and, and trying to trying to get pregnant?
2: Yeah, I guess I'll start. Um, so I guess it would 2017 where we started trying to have a baby and we were having trouble and you know slowly like a couple of weeks go by and you're like oh okay you know this is new like haven't you know don't really understand what the problem is and then like turns into months which then turns into almost a year of still like hey a little weird that we haven't gotten pregnant yet and thought you know when you're ready it would just be kind of easy um both in our late 20s seemingly pretty healthy nothing really like terribly wrong i do suffer from the same thing jackie as uh the sinuses those those tend to bother me a lot with my allergies as well so i definitely uh feel your pain there uh but other than that uh fairly healthy individuals not really understanding what could be the problem right and so that struggle led us to really like kind of almost being siloed off like looking into what this issue is like Me being a natural researcher, which is why I went to law school and like looking on the Internet, which is a trove of misinformation. I mean, it's just like tons of misinformation out there. People telling you all types of things that you should be doing or trying or what you're doing wrong and things of that nature. Um, And then, you know, we didn't talk to our family or our friends about it. I mean, wants to do that and like just open up that can of worms and you already have the pressures of family asking you when you're going to have a child after you've been married for some time now and uh my wife it wasn't until she reached out to her medical network and we actually got some answers some earlier answers that dealt with like some lifestyle changes and things of that nature that we got the answers that we needed and then you know after a few more months of struggle we were then able to get pregnant and now that's really the basis of the story of where Zuri fertility comes into play but my wife being a physician assistant had that access to care that not everyone else has. Um, there are some that don't have a physician assistant at home or a nurse practitioner or a doctor that's their spouse or someone close who they feel comfortable talking about it with. I'll stop there and let Jasmine jump in.
1: Yeah and I'll, and I'll just add to that like on the basis of just like being in a relationship or being married you're going to look at your partner like, is it you? Is it me? It's really easy to kind of like point the finger. And, you know, like, like Blair said, the internet is just as so much information there that is good, but then it's a lot of misinformation. And I think too, with us struggling for the time that we struggled for that stress when you're trying to try, it just adds to it's like a vicious cycle. Yeah. It it really is. Um so we were really lucky where we never had to go through any fertility treatments. We made small adjustments and then we were able luckily to get pregnant. We had a healthy baby boy in 2019. Um so we got we got really lucky.
2: I would say with the caveat of uh we did end up going to Zanzibar where I studied abroad <laughs> while I was in Howard And uh, my homestay mother, like we had gotten, went there to kind of get away. My homestay mother, as soon as she saw my wife and saw me, she was like, so happy to see me. And in Swahili, she said, oh, she's so beautiful. Where's the baby? And we're just like, oh my gosh, we came all this way to like, get away from from everybody having to, you know, ask us that. And then, uh, you know, my wife told her before we left that she wanted to get some henna, you know, some traditional henna that they do over there. And uh, little does she know she got taken to get fertility henna that's traditionally given when the um, when two people get married and mm-hmm. the wife is welcomed into the family, they get her fertility henna. And so my wife got fertility henna and it was after that trip that we ended up getting it was, pregnant. It was a month later. <laughs> that we ended up getting like pregnant six with weeks our son. Later we got, yeah. <laughs> so the, the word Zuri <laughs> comes from the word in Zuri in Swahili. And that means good or beautiful. And that's where we get Zuri Fertility. So we believe that everyone should have a beautiful experience with their fertility journey.
3: On the note of Zuri Fertility, um, you know, I kind of talked about what it was just a little bit, but can you go um, a little bit more into detail as far as what it is and, and what people can access through it?
2: Yeah, so definitely. So Zuri Fertility, we're a digital fertility platform, virtual fertility care, however you want to put it that way. Basically, we're modernizing fertility care for today's families. And what that means is if you were to go through the fertility journey today, it seems very disjointed. You're going for an appointment here, testing there, talking to a therapist over here, whereas Zuri, we're putting all of that into one streamlined position for you where we offer education. So we have educational content, videos, articles, all done by medical professionals and our doctors. We have education, telehealth. Um, so you do a telehealth appointment with us first, then we you know, order you a test kit. So we have at-home testing and we have care navigation and care support throughout your entire fertility journey. So what that looks like for a patient is you download the Zuri app. Let's say uh, Zuri is offered to you through your OB-GYN, maybe recommended through your ob You download the Zuri app. You tell your partner to download the Zuri app. Um, and if you're a woman, you know, you're looking you can track your cycle on the app as well. That's free. So there's a lot of free features on our app where you can track your cycle, you know, look at some of the educational content, even see where fertility clinics that are like brick and mortar clinics that are near you. Now we prefer you to come to us first, um, so that we can give you a true medical diagnosis. That way you don't have to wait in line at those brick and mortar clinics. So you come to us. if, if your cycle is irregular, you'll get a prompt saying, hey, this warrants a workup with Zuri, basically like a fertility workup. If you're having sex on the right days, but you're not getting pregnant, another pop up. Hey, this warrants a Zuri fertility workup. You'll then meet with our financial counselor, our fertility financial counselor, to help basically understand whether.
1: McDonald's is not new to chicken.
2: you have fertility mandated insurance in your state, whether you have some type of employer benefit, or there's a grant or a loan, something to help you pay for the service before you have to go out-of-pocket. Although fertility treatment is traditionally known to be an out-of-pocket expense. However, we're trying to save you from those larger out-of-pocket expenses. So you meet with our Fertility Financial Counselor, you meet with the provider, and the provider will, do a diet, will then order a test kit for you. The test kit comes to your house, the man will do the test kit. The woman will do a test kit. Uh, those get sent back to the lab. The only thing that the woman has to leave outside of her house for is to do the imaging study. So maybe you're doing that with the chosen provider, like your OB-GYN, or maybe you have us set that up for you, which we can do. So once we have all of that back, our providers can then give you a medical diagnosis. No other virtual fertility care service, no matter what they say, they don't do that. Um, and if you read the small print of a lot of these other fertility testing companies, they'll say it cannot be used for a diagnosis, so you just paid maybe $1,000 for a test kit that a doctor will say, look at it and say, I'm sorry that you paid this money for this, but we have to order this test all over again. And so you've just lost time and money. Whereas with us, we test all the hormones, we test both partners, our tests do- are done in a CLIA certified lab, they're ordered by a provider, so they can be used as a true medical diagnosis, and once we have that, we can then set you out on a fertility plan. So maybe that's meeting with a, you know, uh, a dietitian or nutritionist if you get diagnosed with something like PCOS, and my wife can definitely talk to me more about what that is. And uh, or if you, you know, maybe you need some type of fertility pharmaceutical medication that's um, uh, prescribed to you that can help, you know, boost your fertility so that you can get pregnant. We're trying to do things. Before you have to go to those more invasive procedures like IVF or IUI, which are more expensive, so we're hoping to save the patient time and money. We also include with that, you know, with that plan, our visits per month. So with the basic plan, comes with four visits a month. So maybe you're meeting with like fertility specialists and one of those visits, a mental health provider, which a lot of people don't talk about, but that you need as a couple going through this. You can. Uh, see a lot of frustration going on with each other, right? Um, so Jess, do you want to jump in and share anything about that as well?
1: Um, I just think that it's important to understand with Zuri, it's really a whole encompass experience for the couple. And I think that's what really helps. Because you know, God forbid we would have had to go through the route of uh, fertility treatments. It, it's a lot of appoint, uh, appointments you have to set up. Sometimes you get to the appointment and you realize, oh, well, you guys haven't been trying long enough. We'll see you again in a year. And a year is a long time to wait. It's a lot of unanswered questions. It's a lot of anxiety. Um, so I think Zuri does a really good job at just be encompassing the entire process to make it a lot easier. Yeah.
4: That's beautiful. I definitely hear the uh, the law school in your voice, brother.
1: <laughs>
4: um. Oh, so many questions. Um, I am definitely interested in hearing about um, your experiences running this program and the, how you've impacted the lives and what are you most proud about it. Um, what can you say to the or is that just the families that you've touched already?
2: Yeah, so right now we have a wait list of over a 1,000 people um, strong. Uh, And if you go to ZuriFertility.com, you can sign up as well. Uh, So right now we're operating in four states, uh, Illinois, Indiana, California, and Massachusetts. Um, That's because each of those states offers a wide range of what the fertility insurance is going on. Like Some states are mandated, some are not, some cover certain parts of the process, some don't. So we wanted to be able to uh, see how we can help each family in those states, right, that's going through that process, and understand how we can better serve those patients in each of those states. So, for example, Indiana right next door to us in Illinois, they have no mandated fertility insurance, However, we have been able to partner with a major health system in Indiana to help bring Zuri to their patients because they don't have a fertility clinic. So now navigating that process with their patients who don't have a brick and mortar fertility clinic within the nearest three and a half hours away um, from them, we can help you know navigate that process for them. So we're providing this access of care to those families, um, not only who are facing maybe like a financial burden for the fertility treatment, but also, you know, those families who are in the rural areas or those families who don't understand everything going on in the process. Uh, right now, we have a pilot program that we're launching in November. So if you're a couple or know anyone that's interested in one of those states that would like to take part in it, you get 50 percent off by starting Missouri. Uh, and so we would like to impact more couples that we've already been talking with and working with on our platform but you know have a larger impact.
1: And I think too just on a personal note for our friends that are married or in serious relationships who are looking to get pregnant in the next year or the next, you know, 2 years or they're having trouble, they feel more comfortable coming to us and saying, "Hey, like you know what?" you know, what did you guys do? What do you recommend thus far? And I think that's a really big step for people to take because like Blair mentioned, we didn't talk to anyone about it.
2: No one. Yeah.
1: And it's, it's just, it's daunting as a woman, you feel like, like, this is the one thing I'm supposed to be able to do. Like, what is, what's wrong?
2: And, and right there, I just want to stop my wife too, because there's, there's that little opportunity for some type of blame, but infertility can, you know, be caused by men Mm -hmm. one third of the time, one third of the time it's women and one third of the time it's unknown. So, you know, what you really wanna stray away from no matter what, if you know someone going through it is, you know, like any type of blame that can be placed on anyone because that's not gonna help the situation at all, right? Mm -hmm. Um, To me personally, the best thing to do is just ask how you can support. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's no easy way around it, but like just, how can you support? are some helpful things.
1: And I think something else to add as well is if you are in a relationship or if you are single, it's better to like have a plan or have options versus being put in this box of like now you're 36 and you realize like, OK, now I want to start a family, um, you know, having limited options. Like I know single women who are 32 or 33 who have, you know, gone through the fertility testing just so they have an idea of where they're at. And then they can decide, okay, I'm going to freeze my eggs or I'm going to wait, that sort of thing. And that's another aspect that Zuri Fertility touches on that I think is so important um, because people are waiting later to have children. I mean, it's expensive. It's a huge decision to make. It's a huge undertaking. um, So I don't think people should be punished for that.
2: Yeah, my wife is Jumping ahead a little bit too, because we do, we will be offering those services uh, in in the coming years too, for like, you know, freezing of uh, uh, reproductive parts and everything like that. But uh, I want to talk about that's also available for men. And a lot, not a lot of men know that. And when I started talking to my fraternity brothers about that, yes, freezing your sperm is very much a thing that I did not know about either, uh, but cryo storage is available. And through our testing partner, uh, for men, we'll have that available as well. Um, that's more of like an additional add-on feature, not part of like your main fertility testing, obviously. Um, but that is something that we'll be able to offer, and we're happy to like help guide that process as well. So that if you are not, if you're not ready, or if you do the testing, you decide, hey, okay, we're in a good spot, or maybe we want to, you know, freeze your sperm, freeze your eggs, or freeze embryos together. You know, we can help navigate that process as well, but uh, the option is there.
0: Happy 62nd birthday, Granddad.
2: Thanks, sweetheart.
0: I got you this. A mug. Oh,
2: thank you. Uh, What does it say? Beware. If you were 60 or older, you may be at increased risk of hospitalization from RSV respiratory syncytial virus compared to adults younger than 60.
1: Not all dangers come with warning labels. Talk to your pharmacist or doctor about getting vaccinated against RSV today. Learn more at bewareofrsv.com McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy, juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio.
0: Brought to you by Pfizer. I just learned
3: something new because I didn't know that was a thing. So thank you for sharing. Um, For 365ers that are listening right now, and they're like, okay, well, I'm really liking this Zuri fertility situation, but they're like, "Mm, I don't know if they have any Black providers. I don't know if they have any brothers or sisters that look like us. What would you say to that? Because in the Black community, um, you know, unfortunately, we don't have the best relationship with our healthcare care providers. Um, so we find ourselves looking for people that look like us. So um, what would you say to those 365ers who have questions about, um, you know, our black and brown providers um, that are out there for us?
2: Yeah, I'm super excited about that, actually. <laughs> I mean, uh, being one of the co-founders of, of Zuri, you know, we definitely have plenty of providers that, you know, cover many different areas of race, uh gender, so we're, we're happy to provide everyone who has, you know, a, a diverse background um, and and that can be requested of us, too. Um, we do have providers in office all 50 states. We're licensed and credentialed in all 50 states. Like I said, the pilot program is starting with those four specific states. But uh, I can tell you this, like the first few providers when we were hiring on that I met were black and it wasn't you know it wasn't like on purpose it was the fertility industry is pretty small with providers like fertility specialists right and so it was really exciting I mean obviously you're going to get a lot more fertility providers in California to me they're like the hub of fertility all things fertility um but uh yeah I would say not to fear not to worry uh if you look at Zuri Fertility actually like at our who's on our advisory board and who's also a part of our team like our Co-chief medical officers, we have Dr. Ruth Arumala and Dr. Omir Rahim out of the University of Chicago. So, I mean, we're we believe in you know getting the best providers, but we're definitely empathetic to those, especially in the Black community, because um, my wife talked about that a lot as we were you know searching for new doctors when we moved. So. Yeah,
1: definitely. And even just my day to day work, because um, I still practice um, when I have a patient who's black and I walk in, they're just like, OK, like you can just see a sigh of relief. Yeah. Like, OK, it's going it's going to be a different kind of visit. And, yeah. and, you know, words can't express when somebody's comfortable with you and, you know, they're able to communicate with you effectively. It makes things that much better.
3: Um, one last question, um, for you both, um, for those who are going through the infertility infertility journey right now, um, what would you say as far as them advocating for themselves? Because very often they can go and be brushed off. And like you said, oh, we'll wait a year. Um, what would you say to those, you know, for advocating for themselves and making sure that they, um, they get the answers and they, and they get the, the solutions that they need?
1: I would say, as we mentioned multiple times throughout this talk, the internet can be, it has a lot of misinformation, but there's some good information. And so I don't um, deter patients from doing their research because I find that when you come with questions or when you come with information, it allows us to have a conversation, you need to find somebody, a provider that you're comfortable with and somebody who really nurtures that. Because at the end of the day, whoever you're going to see or whoever provider you have, they work for you. And it's a long journey sometimes and you have to be comfortable with um, talking to them and they have to be accessible and you have to be able to ask questions. So I think that's really important.
2: Yeah, one of the benefits of Zuri is that we provide that information for you up front um, free like when you download our app so you'll have the information that you need to help you advocate for yourself as well as like tell your story when you do get to meet with one of the Zuri providers as well or with your own provider so let's say you're talking with your OB guy and you say hey, found this information can you tell me if I'm experiencing some of these things and you know, you can have that conversation and you can continue, you know, working with your OB-GYN or if you want to take that next step with us, we're here. We're ready to accept you at any time. Zuri is free to download. Uh, and we're happy to help you get started. Even if you wanted to contact us, you can email us at hello at Zuri you Um, email us and you know, we're happy to help you navigate that entire process. There
4: it is. Um, a lot of wisdom, volumes of wisdom in this conversation. Um, we like to end these these podcasts with a closing thought, um, a three sixty five moment. What's your three sixty five? What is a closing thought on a personal level that you would like to leave for our three sixty ers as a couple who has dealt with infertility?
1: Um, I just want to say that. In general you should trust the process and try not to stress or place too much blame because like i said it's a cycle it kind of makes things worse and i and i know it's hard not to do but um you know just do your best we're all in general just day to day just doing our best so don't put too much pressure on yourself or be too hard on yourself
2: yeah not being too hard on yourself is definitely key give yourself grace um give each other grace and obviously Stillness can be a real key in any type of moment, right? Taking the time to breathe together and just, you know, step back and, you know, have some stillness and then, you know, decide how you guys want to move forward together. Um, that's a very important step. Like, do we want to research this together? Do we want to go talk to this person together? Do we want to talk about this with our with our own therapist first b- before we, you know, take steps in this journey? Because it, it's it's a lot more than what people first take a reckoning recognize or, or think about, you know, that they're getting themselves into it. and you never know it until you you're going through it. Right. So
4: 365 ers there it is. This is why we say we talk to trusted professionals and we're champions of truth. Uh, this is a good combo. This is a lot of good resources here. How do you feel, Jackie?
3: Yeah, this is really good. Uh, Blair, Jasmine, thank you so much for Sharing your story, um, being open, being transparent about it. I know a lot of people's lives have changed. I know a lot of people's lives will continue to change through what you guys have gone through and the knowledge that you were sharing. So thank you both. Um, one more time, if people want to uh, reach out to you, if they want to download the app, how can they do that?
2: Yeah. So the app will be available for everyone in all 50 states in November uh, of 2023 for her uh, download Zuri Fertility, uh, either in iOS or Google Play Store. You can also reach out to us on Instagram or TikTok at Zuri Fertility, Z-U-R-I, Fertility. And then you can email us at hello at ZuriFertility.com. So either way, feel free to reach out to us. If you're in one of those four states and you want to do a pilot study, reach out to us and mention the podcast at Black BlackHealth365. We'll give you 50% off.
3: Oh, 365ers, we love a good deal now. Stop playing, get to it. Blair Jasmine, again, thank you so much for joining. 365ers, as always, if you have something that you want us to talk about or cover um, or dive into, hit us up on Instagram at BlackHealth365. Again, that is BlackHealth365. Go ahead and slide in them DMs. You can find me on Instagram or all social media at love Jackie Page.
4: You can find me at ProfitFitness.Life. As always, 365ers, it is your responsibility to be an advocate for yourself. Peace, namaste, and stay in love.
3: Black Health 365 is an Urban One and Reach Media production hosted by Jackie Page and Britt Daniels, created by Samuel Tatum and Laura Lopez, executive produced by Brittany Jackson and Khadisha Campbell, editing and production, Jahe Whitehead, sales and corporate sponsorship, Patty Johnson.